Hello there, welcome to a brand new episode of Fortune Podcast, Navigating Life and Relationships. I hope you had an amazing week and I hope you enjoyed the previous episode. So today I'm going to be talking or rather having a conversation with people who constantly feel like nothing is happening in their lives. If I want to be honest, each and every one of us always get to such moments or seasons or phases where we just look around and we're like, yo, nothing is happening over here. Absolutely nothing. Like there's nothing that you can pinpoint and say, you know, this is currently what is happening in this life. And the truth is, it's important for us to know how to navigate such seasons or such times. If not, it could have an impact on your mental health, even on your work with God, your your relationship with people around you, and even on your daily productivity. So it's important for us to know that it we must walk through such seasons. But how do we do it? How do we navigate it without ensuring that it is not impacting on our health or our relationships or even our work with God? So that is the content of this week's episode. So the first thing that I wanted us to know is that life is made more of the daily ordinary than once in a while extraordinary. Very recently, I listened to a sermon by Apostle Joshua Selman. He was talking about Kairos. Now, to just summarize, Kairos is the point where prophecy meets time and there is a manifestation. Now, while he preached that, he helped us to understand that it is Kronos that makes up Kairos. Kairos doesn't just appear from somewhere. It's not, it doesn't just like evolve on its own and just suddenly happen. It is a compilation of Kronos, which is just daily ordinary time that makes up Kairos, which is the once in a while extraordinary. The truth is that life is much more about the daily ordinary than the once in a while extraordinary. And I think it is so important for us to get comfortable with that. Now, the problem with us and particularly with our generation is that we have glorified and you know magnified the once in a while extraordinary. And so we we despise the daily ordinary and just constantly look forward to the once in a while ordinary. And that is hampering on our ability to actually appreciate the daily ordinary that we get to experience and live through because like i said life is much more about that daily ordinary than the once in a while extraordinary so maybe for someone it's a mindset a a mindset shift getting yourself to actually appreciate and glory in the daily ordinary even beyond looking forward to the once in a while extraordinary now the beautiful thing is that if we actually make the most of the daily ordinary if we actually enjoy it and just do what we need to do in the daily ordinary those extraordinary moments will come but when they come we wouldn't glorify it above the other times you know the daily chronos that we were going through we would just understand that it is a compilation of that chronos that brought us to that moment of kairos and so you will find that we would appreciate both times both the chronos as well as the kairos because they are both important and they are dependent on each other so for someone today it could just be a mindset shift if you're constantly thinking like nothing is happening in your life maybe you're just in chronos seasons and this season is just as important as that kairos that's once in a while extraordinary secondly if you're constantly feeling like nothing is happening in your life I think it's important for you to think that sometimes boredom could signify stifled skills and visions. It could be that there is much more within you that is crying out to be tapped out or to be manifested. A few days ago, I was walking down from the store back home and I just, you know, my memory just cast down to my placement year. Placement in the UK is when you leave university for a year and you just go off to work in the industry. So it's 
they would call it IT back in Nigeria and in other countries, I'm not sure what they'll call it, maybe an internship. I'm not sure. But in the UK, it's a year where you leave after second year, you go off into industry, you work, and then you come back and complete your university degree. Now, a lot of students apply to go for placement, but usually only about 10% in a whole set or less than will get into placement. And I was fortunate to be one of those people. And I worked in one of the biggest telecommunication companies here in the UK. And I worked as an analyst, a technology analyst. It was such a beautiful experience. However, it was one of the saddest years of my life. Like I wasn't sad, like I wasn't depressed, but when I compare that year to every other year of my life, it was definitely the year where I experienced the least happiness i don't want to say joy because my joy is constant because i have jesus so it's the year i experienced the least happiness and in retrospect after thinking about it i realized that the reason why i experienced that level or that height of happiness is because the job utilized only about 10 percent of my skills and interests so what was happening is that the other 90 percent of me was constantly crying out waiting to be manifested and there was no opportunity for me to manifest it on that job because like i said the job was utilizing only 10 percent of what i actually carry within me and sometimes it is important for you to know that you could be exposed or be in the midst of people that are constantly just utilizing or making use of just a part of you and the other part of you is constantly being suppressed and oppressed and stifled and usually it would always fight back before it completely disappears i thank god that placement was just one year because i don't think i would have been able to survive another year just using 10 percent of my skills and all that god has placed within me so this is something else for someone to think about maybe you feel like nothing is happening because there is only a little part of you that is being expressed. There's only a little part of you that is being manifested. Meanwhile, God has put so much within you. And you know these things. You know the things that the Lord has laid on your heart. But because of the environment and the people you're exposed to and with, you're constantly using just one part of you. And the rest of you is just crying out to find expression and find manifestation. And I recently spoke to a friend of mine and she was so honest to actually say to me that the job that she was currently in was not helping her in her work with God. And so she constantly felt frustrated spiritually. And these are real honest conversations that we must be able to have with ourselves. And I said to her, honestly, I said, it's only a matter of time before your mind, your spirit, and your soul adjust to this. Right now, use your spirit fighting back that, "Mm -mm, I'm not comfortable here. I'm not finding expression here. It's time to leave. But she had suppressed it for such a long time and she was starting to feel really down and depressed. And we had that conversation. And I said to her, "It's it's, it's a moment of truth. You have to tell yourself, can I actually stay here and continue to feel like this? Or am I going to walk away and trust God to bring another job? For some people, it might get that real. But I just need us to know that when you feel that nothing might be happening in your life, sometimes it could actually be that a part of you, usually a larger chunk of you, is being suppressed and is needing to find expression. Number three, if you constantly feel like nothing is happening in your life, it could be that you're not even appreciating your own growth and journey because of comparison. The truth is that yours will always look smaller once you place it beside another's. It is important for us to constantly look at ourselves, our lives, and appreciate where we are, where the Lord has brought us to, where the Lord has brought us from, where we are, and where he's taking us. The biggest thief of joy is comparison. I don't think it's the first time any one of us are going to hear that, but I'm going to remind you again that the biggest thief of joy is comparison. 
it is important for each and every one of us to actually just glory in where the Lord has us per time. It is so important. I shared a post earlier in the year where I said that in one scene that we read in the Bible, we see Joshua out on the field fighting. We see Moses sat down lifting up his two hands and we see Aaron and her holding up Moses' hands on both sides. And I said to myself, imagine if Moses felt, no, I should be in battle with, with, with Joshua. I shouldn't be sitting down. That battle would have been lost. Imagine if her and Aaron felt, yes, rather than lift up Moses' hands, why can't I be the one sitting while they lift up my hand? Again, the battle would have been lost. So in that one scene, we see four people playing four different roles. It's the same way that in life, you and I all have our roles to play as assigned by God. And we must be faithful in the assignment that he has given us. If you find yourself constantly looking to another's assignment, desiring another's assignment, comparing yours with another's assignment, apart from the fact that the entire body will suffer, you yourself will suffer because you will constantly compare yourself and, you know, be looking at the benefits that the other person is getting where you're not even faithful in yours to be able to get the benefits that the Lord wants to make available to you. So it is important for you that if you're feeling like nothing is happening in, in, in or around you, it could be that you're not even looking, you're not paying attention to what is actually happening in and around you. And this is your call. This is your challenge. This is your snapback to please pay attention to where the Lord has put you. Pay attention to the assignment, the things he has given to you where you are right now and be diligent and faithful in it because the victory of the entire body is actually dependent on the different parts. And so if all the parts are playing their part well, then the entire body would enjoy. And if all the parts are not and comparing and fighting each other, the entire body suffers. So pay attention to where God has you right now. Pay attention to the things he's placed in your heart and in your hands. For someone, it could be that you actually have to pray for God to open your eyes because you're not even seeing, because where you are just seems so dark and like, it just seems like, it's dead dead silence nothing is happening but sometimes it just takes the holy spirit opening our eyes and our senses for us to see that yo there's so much around you but you're the one not seeing it remember the prayer that elijah prayed for his servants he said god please open his eyes for him to see and the bible said that god opened his eyes and that those that were with them were more than those that were with the enemy camp so don't be afraid to pray that prayer pray and ask the lord to open your eyes to see what he has placed all around you Number four, it could be that nothing is happening because you're actually not doing anything. Apart from the first three points that we've discussed, it could actually be that nothing is happening because you're actually not doing anything. You have no spiritual life. You have no hobbies that you do. You have no friends to keep in touch with. There's no church community for you to, you know, engage with. Neither is there a desire for love or, you know, if you're a guy, you know, maybe having a romantic relationship or for a woman, same. So while we're human beings and we're led by the Spirit of God, if you're, if you're giving your life to Christ, it's important for us to know that the Spirit of God is doesn't make us dummies, okay? It doesn't suddenly put your leg down and say, walk here, walk there. He leads us from within. If we cooperate with Him, we will see the results in our lives. And if we don't, we would also see the results in our lives. For someone listening to this, you make no efforts whatsoever to actually get anything happening in your life. You don't have a job, which might not be um, a function of your own or, um, you know, your own doing. And 
you know, I beg your pardon if that comes across as a blame game because it is not. But even in that place, how about keeping up with your friends? How about being a part of a church community, a prayer community where, you know, you have at least once in a week meetups? How about, you know, ensuring that you're keeping tabs on your friends? How about joining a club where a hobby or something you want to learn is being practiced? You know, these are ways that the Lord has given us to engage in life. God hasn't just put us here for us to count down to when he returns. While we are here, the Bible says that all of creation is waiting in NX expectation for the manifestation of the sons of God. There is a manifestation that this world is waiting for from you, not just from sons of God. From you particularly, there is a manifestation that the world, all of creation is waiting for. And until you step up to partner with God, you will not see that manifestation. So this is a challenge for someone. Maybe you're listening to this and really nothing is going on in your life. And that is because you have made nothing going in your life. This is your call to call those friends that you've ignored for time. This is your call to rekindle your relationship and your work with God. This is your time or your, your, your call to Think about the things that you enjoy, maybe writing, maybe painting, get back into that habit. Some of these hobbies that God has given us is actually to keep us engaged, to keep us away from being idle. Why? Because the idle man is a devil's workshop. So it is important for us to actually engage with life and all the things that the Lord has placed within us. So please make it a point of call this week and beyond to actually engage with the things and the people all around you. Finally, and most importantly, I must add, nothing might be happening all around you because you might be in a wilderness season. And I say this hoping that everyone that listens to this up until this point is spiritually mature enough to know what I mean when I say a wilderness season. Now, we will look through the Bible and we will see that wilderness seasons are often characterized of making seasons. What that means is that sometimes the Lord will actually suspend all activity in a man's life, lead them into a certain place or season where nothing is actually happening, but the Lord is making them. He's working on their hearts, working on their souls, working on their spirits. And in wilderness seasons, it might seem pretty monotonous and even boring because all you're doing is submitting yourself to God, studying God's word, praying, gathering with other believers. And it's just that spiritual exercise of building yourself. Though outwardly, you might appear to be wasting away. The Bible says our inner man is being strengthened. And that's what happens in wilderness seasons. When Jesus Christ went away for 40 days and he fasted, even when the devil came after those 40 days to tempt him, why? His spirit was so filled with the word of God that he had the response for him. We see the same with Jesus. Apart from that time when he was tempted by the devil, after his 40 days of fast, between ages 12 and 30, there is dead air. We don't know what happens with Jesus' life. Several theologians have tried to tell us this is what he was doing, that is what he was doing, but there is no accurate account of what Jesus was doing. That was Christ's wilderness season. We look at John the Baptist the same way he was in the wilderness, eating honey and wild honey and locusts. Imagine that, preparing himself to come out and do what? Lead the path and tell people this is the way to go Christ is coming we see the same with David David in the cave of Adullam he was there the Lord was ministering to him that is where David wrote you know a lot of his psalms why because he was there quiet alone with God 
I've been through such seasons. I know that there's many more in the future. What I've done is to actually appreciate and look forward to those seasons where it appears that nothing is happening. Why? Because much is happening within, even though a lot might not seem to be happening outside. And that might be the case for someone listening to this right now. Nothing is happening outwardly, but inside of you, there is a storm that the Lord is cooking up. There's much more that God is doing. And you need to pay attention to that because outside of that wilderness season comes manifestation seasons. But if you didn't pay attention during wilderness seasons, you wouldn't even know that you stepped into your manifestation season and you wouldn't even know what to do, right? So pay attention if you're in such a season where the Lord has called you into the wilderness and he's teaching, training, growing you. Sometimes it's not even to come out and manifest. Sometimes it's just to prune you as a person. It might not even be for the benefit of people outside. It might be just for you. Maybe the Lord is teaching you to be a bit more gentle, maybe in your response, in dealing with people, a bit more patient, to be a little bit more, a, a lot less rash, rather, not a little bit more rash. Rashness, I don't believe, is of, of, of the Spirit. So God can even call you into wilderness seasons to teach you some of the fruits of the Spirit. So we must also pay attention to such wilderness seasons and fully submit to them, because outside of them, the Lord is going to do much in and through you for yourself, and then also to the rest of the body of Christ. I really hope this episode has challenged you to be able to see nothing is happening seasons as a lot is actually happening, but I need to pay attention to them and I need to trust God to lead me through the seasons. I also hope that it challenges you to see that life is much more about the chronos, which is the daily ordinary, than the kairos, the once in a while extraordinary. All times matter both chronos and and kairos and they must both be attended to with our full participation and attention thank you so much for listening to this week's podcast episode this is fortune podcast navigating life and relationships love and light